welcome to the Hormones in Harmony podcast. I'm your host, Vivian Allred, former chronic illness sufferer turned trusted health practitioner. My passion is helping people to identify and address the root causes of their symptoms through my online business, Viva Natural Health. If you're struggling with confusing or stubborn symptoms that just won't go away despite your best efforts, then you're in the right place. If I can heal from a long list of symptoms and conditions, including cystic acne, hair loss, severe food reactions, and brain fog, then you can heal too. Stay tuned for weekly episodes that share expert guest interviews, Q&A, and solo episodes that are all intended to help you wherever you're at on your healing journey. The information shared on this podcast is intended for educational purposes only, and is not designed to replace the advice of your health practitioner. That said, let's get into today's episode. Hi everyone, welcome back to the podcast. Today I'm joined by my practitioner friend and also previous client, Chloe Stickings. So Chloe is now a women's pelvic health coach who combines lymphatic work with energy healing and pelvic realignment to create a whole body, whole you approach to women's health. And in this episode, I wanted to get Chloe on because she's had a pretty in-depth health journey that's been going on over 10 years, starting when she was 12 years old, um, from an injury to the Gardasil HPV vaccine when she was at school. And she was literally paralyzed. She was bedbound for years and years and struggling to get any answers, was just receiving diagnosis after diagnosis from the conventional doctors. And she found the world of holistic and nutritional health and medicine. And I actually had the pleasure of working with Chloe about two to three years ago now on the physical side of things. So she'd already looked into the emotional trauma that she'd been through from the health journey alone. Like she had some other things going on as well, which she discusses, but going through the gaslighting and the doctor's appointments and medications and being told that everything's in your head is traumatic. So she's definitely had to do work around that. And I could empathize with her completely because that's kind of similar to what I experienced as well. But then Chloe worked with me after being referred by a friend and we really helped her get her health better. She had a lot of digestive issues at the time. So she talks about her experience working with me. I ask her more about her health journey and she covers what exactly happened to her and now she is doing so much better she's thriving she's also a practitioner now so she works with women for a range of different things but a lot of hormonal um, pelvic health situations and she does a lot of energy work and I just love how knowledgeable she is about all of this stuff she has experience with lymphatics but we cover more about the mistakes that she's made along the way what has made the biggest difference to her with diet and different tools and products in her healing journey and just her advice and wisdom having gone from chronic illness sufferer to like healed and doing absolutely amazing and this is the type of episode that we would have both loved to have listened to and I definitely want to do more of these this year with getting people who have healed and clients their experience working with me because I know I talk about and share testimonials and things, but to have someone actually cover how they felt and what the experience is like and the benefits they received and 
Chloe talked about how the healing journey isn't linear. She definitely felt improvements and then she felt like she was crashing and flaring up and I gave I give people a heads up and a warning that that can happen but to just be reminded if you're currently struggling on your health journey that that's often how it goes for most of us this can just be reassuring so hopefully you find this episode interesting go and give Chloe a follow on social media on her website I'll put all of her details in the show notes below but let me introduce her Hi everyone, welcome back to the podcast. I've got a very special guest on today. Her name is Chloe Stickins and we're going to be covering her health journey because it has been quite the journey and I've had the pleasure of working with Chloe as well, one-on-one. I think it was a couple of years ago now, two, three years ago. Um, But yeah, welcome to the podcast, Chloe. And can you go more into your health journey and take as long as you need to? (laughs) Hi, thank you so much for having me. Um, Yeah, I was just laughing a bit there where you said that my health journey has definitely been a journey because it's been, yeah, very, very long. So I'm now 25 and my health journey started when I was about 12. So for over half of my life now, it's been a big, big journey for me and it's still obviously still ongoing as well um so all of my childhood growing up um I was a healthy child like no health problems not didn't have a lot of time off school or anything like that was a pretty normal healthy child and it all really changed for me when I was about 12 and I got the first of the three Gardasil vaccines. So for anyone that doesn't know, these are the HPV vaccines. Um, We don't actually have the Gardasil one in the UK anymore, but at the time that was the brand that was being used. And um, after my first vaccine I was not very well um I had kind of a bit of a low immune system afterwards so I had it in the October and I was getting really really sick getting a lot of colds a lot of um stomach bugs and that kind of thing um but that obviously was just put down to being the time of year and you know, just bad luck, just, oh, you're a bit run down or you're a bit under the weather, all that kind of thing. Um, And then it was when I had the second vaccine that things got really, really bad. So I had the second vaccine when I was at school, um, about lunchtime, about midday. And I was okay. I didn't feel too bad. Um, But when I came home from school, I was not feeling very well at all. Um, About four o'clock, I laid down on my bed to have a little nap and a little rest. And I was asleep for probably like half an hour, maybe not even that. And when I woke up, I couldn't feel my legs and I couldn't move my legs. Um, And obviously, my family took me to A&E and... um, my health kind of really just declined from from there and I started to get a lot of headaches, a lot of dizziness, a lot of nausea, um, a lot of fatigue, a lot of pain and 
all these symptoms just kind of started building up and building up and getting worse and getting worse. Um, so from there, I've had, you know, many, many different symptoms, many, many different um, like battles with different, I obviously had many, many different things that I was diagnosed with over the years, things like ME, fibromyalgia, um, Ehlers-Danlos syndrome, POTS, mast cell, um, interstitial cystitis, functional neurological disorder, um, probably forgetting some things because <laughs> the, list the list goes is on. so long. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, from there, it's just been this big, huge journey where um, I've been really battling with my health and getting nowhere with doctors and trying some more natural approaches and going backwards and forwards really from the conventional medicine to the more functional and natural medicine and yeah it wasn't really until a couple of years ago when I met Vivian that I was really able to move forward with my health and really sort of like get to the root cause um of my health problems so and I know yeah. you've done work on I think remind me if I'm wrong but I think you came from that like emotional energy work side with Cassie and yeah. then was I the first kind of physical nutrition holistic practitioner that you'd seen for your symptoms in particular um so you weren't the first but I had really bad experiences with everyone else. So um, in what way? I think when I met with other practitioners, there was something in my gut telling me that these were not the right people for me to work with. And I think I ignored my gut. I ignored my intuition. I'm not entirely sure if I can pinpoint one particular mm. thing. Um I did have quite bad experiences with a few different practitioners there was one who gave me um like an overdose of a supplement and when I went to her and told her that I was really unwell she was like just keep taking it just keep taking it you're fine and you know after a while she realized oh my goodness I've given her like a triple triple dose um so yeah just not good experiences mm -hmm. all around um really which is something that's really emotionally difficult to to um go through I think and yeah I did lose faith in the more like holistic side of things because of those experiences for a while and what type of recommendations were you getting from the allopathic conventional medicine system um mostly just painkillers and um like um indigestion drugs that kind of thing um nothing that was really helping mm -hmm. um I had a lot of antibiotics so at one point I was on antibiotics every single day as like a prophylactic dose because I was getting UTIs every two or three weeks um and yeah like none of the things that pretty much were... just like a pill for an ill so like yeah Hormone issues, birth control pill, skin issues, antibiotics or Roaccutane. Yeah. Like just not looking at the whole picture. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Yeah, just putting a Band-Aid over it. Yeah. And with the whole vaccine situation, was it ever kind of confirmed or did they ever kind of 
believe you when you said that it was linked to that? Is that something that has been like formally like noted? So yeah, my obviously I was only like 12, 13 at the time. So it was difficult for me to advocate for myself. And um I think whenever you have these kind of experiences, doctors don't often listen to you, especially if you're a 12-year-old, 13-year-old girl. Um, I was really lucky that my dad was really, really supportive and he really like advocated for me. Um, there was one time where I did have an MRI on my brain and my spinal cord and they were very aware at the hospital that I thought it was um, related to the vaccine and they said that they did find a um, abnormality on my brain, but they said that they wouldn't tell me what it was because mm. I thought that it was the vaccine that had wow. caused it. So, yeah, um, when I went to my GP, they definitely just shut me down when it came to um, me thinking that it was about the, um, from the vaccine. But, yeah, I never got that in, in writing or um, never got that as like an official diagnosis, um, unfortunately. And when was it that the the vaccine changed from the Gardasil? And do you know why that was? Is it because things like this were happening and is the new one less problematic? Yeah, so it was about two years after I had mine that they changed from Gardasil to the Cervix. So I think that was around 2010-ish, 2011. Um, I might be wrong, but yeah, um, they found that there was so many injuries from the Gardasil vaccine and, um, you know, so many young girls that were dying and you know losing their lives from the vaccine so they did uh, deem it to be too unsafe um so yeah um, and what is it about is it that particular one for some reason or is there an issue with all of them is it the kind of material that's in the vaccine or is it someone's response to it or maybe a combination so from what I know, the Gardasil vaccine um, targets more types of HPV than the Cervix one. So it is a little bit stronger. It's, um, you know, targets a lot more um, types of HPV. But yeah, I mean, when you look into the ingredients, there's all sorts of horrible, nasty things in it. Um, things like Candida, which... Um, I know from working with you that I had mm. candida in my gut. And like, why would they um, need to put that in there? I know, I know. Um, <laughs> Makes no sense. I know. Um, and yeah, lots of heavy metals and all sorts of things like that, which obviously we know are really neurotoxic and probably, I'm guessing, were behind some of my mm. neurological um, symptoms. Yeah, and the way that, yeah, it's kind of how they make them work is putting these like, stresses in the vaccine to provoke yeah. your immune system um, but a lot of them cross the blood-brain barrier and can cause a reaction and um, so what is your stance on things like vaccines now is it just like complete no-go for you personally obviously this is a medical advice for everyone to follow like listen to your own body and intuition and all, all of that but are you kind of neutral on it now have you um kind of looked into other vaccines and feel more comfortable doing those um, other than the vaccine, the Gardasil, sorry? Yeah, so for me, I've definitely done a lot of research about vaccines and all vaccines, not just the Gardasil one, and they're all just a big no from me um, right now. 
and um yeah I don't plan on ever getting another mm-hmm. vaccine in my mm-hmm. life and if I have children then I won't be giving them yeah. any vaccine and did you had the childhood ones as well and yeah. do you remember like if your parents said how you reacted to that do you have any problems then um I didn't have any severe problems I think a lot of um babies it's kind of normal for you to get a fever a temperature and you know that kind of thing when they have your childhood vaccines but no I didn't have any um you know severe reactions that warranted me going to the hospital or anything like that and now like knowing what you know about how there's this kind of um, straw that breaks the camel's back and this toxic bucket that can overflow um you said that you had a really healthy childhood So what is it that you feel led to you specifically having the reaction compared to maybe other people who grew up on tons of antibiotics, caesarean born, um, really bad diet, um, like maybe genetics? Has that been investigated? Yeah, so I think for me, when I had the vaccine, I was going through quite a stressful time. So I was going to quite a um like high performance school like a a very very um competitive school and I was also being bullied at the same time so I was under a lot of stress and I was feeling a lot of anxiety and I think that we know that that can impact the blood brain barrier and all that kind of um thing so I definitely was in fight or flight for probably a year or two before I had the vaccine Mm. Um, and my diet throughout my childhood looking back was perhaps not the best Um, we did have a lot of like McDonald's and things like that growing up and um, a lot of junk food and you know things like that that um, you know looking back on it maybe wasn't the best Um, so yeah I I've been doing a lot of work recently around trauma as well. So looking at like childhood trauma um, and things that might have impacted me in my childhood as well. So, yeah, I think there's lots and lots of things that um, have had a impact. And with the Ehlers-Danlos syndrome, I, I know I mentioned that earlier, I definitely always had symptoms of Ehlers-Danlos syndrome from when I was... Um, I mean, looking back at old photographs of of me, I can see that my knees are bending backwards Mm. and um, I've never been able to hold a pen properly either because my fingers are quite hypermobile. So um, there's a few signs of of things like looking back, yeah. And what's the the theory on how it triggered like so many issues for you? Does it just cause like a huge immune system like inflammation process? um and yeah for it to trigger like all of these diagnoses that you have I know that some of them are just like labels and symptoms and you've probably not like taken all of them on as fact especially things like chronic fatigue that's really just like we don't know what's wrong with you you're tired yeah (laughs) sorry to hear it um but yeah what are your thoughts yeah I think for me particularly um thinking about the chronic fatigue um a lot of people do have chronic fatigue syndrome after a virus or um, after a vaccine so that to me really points to the immune system and um I definitely definitely think that um like gut health again is like a huge a huge huge thing um so like the candida in the in the vaccines affecting gut health and um 
but we also know that heavy metals can feed parasites and that mm-hmm. kind of thing so I definitely think that um you know that played a big part on a lot of my symptoms but yeah I think I don't really know I, I feel like I'm at peace with the fact that I'm never really gonna know for yeah. sure what happened and I don't know if there ever will be studies or mm. you know um any kind of we can hold but evidence. Not, not, gonna, yeah. not likely <laughs> yeah um it's, it's nice think... that you've got that mindset though rather than like like beating yourself up or like trying to you're like stressing yourself out by trying to find the answer whereas if you just kind of let it go and just accept like we might not ever know we can just move forward with the yeah. information that we do have and um, so yeah I can definitely tell that you worked on your mindset and everything and the therapy or work that you've done on your energy body and your emotional release was that mainly from what you're saying with the childhood stress the school bullying or have you even had to do work around what you've been through with the the chronic illness and not getting any answers for so long yeah definitely I think that um a lot of people when they go through chronic illnesses have like medical trauma it is really a traumatic thing to go through and I think that anyone who's going to the doctor and not being listened to by doctors or you know being dismissed by doctors and all that kind of thing will have trauma from that and they will have um you know a lot of unresolved emotions and you know suppressed anger and grief and all this kind of thing so yeah I'm still even you know working on the grief that I feel and have felt missing out on so much of my life and um you know being bed bound and having to miss out on all these things that I should have been doing when I was a teenager um and yeah I've I have really had to work through um a lot of the trauma that comes with with being ill as well as the trauma from my childhood um and like you say, from the bullying and everything mm. as well. Yeah, I can totally relate with like the medical trauma. Um, going to doctors that you think are going to help you and some of them just literally like laugh in your face or tell you it's all in your head and give you no direction or hope. And also that feeling of missing out on life because I was also, I think my health start, issue started when I was like 17, 18 until like really 24, 25. So a good chunk of these what are supposed to be your prime time in life and you just feel like I'm stuck at home every weekend with my parents so we definitely share that in common and I've had to do work on that too um but what words of wisdom do you have for someone who's like currently in that place so, so say someone's listening they're in the late teens early 20s um having been there yourself what would you like to tell them yeah I think that the kind of message about those years being the best years of your life is just a load of rubbish really um because there's so many people that get healthier and healthier as they get older and I know for me that I'm healthier now than I was you know 10 years ago five years ago and I do think that age is just a number and you can catch up on all of the things that you've missed out on um in your younger years when you're whatever age that you might be and yeah I think that 
you don't want to compromise your health by just pushing yourself and pushing yourself to achieve or keep up with other people that are your age if it's going to um you know impact your health and if it's going to be a, a detriment to your health um you know you have to live your own life and do what's right for you and and your body not worry about what everyone else is is doing and I don't know if you'd agree but I, I'm like really grateful for what I went through because I, I yeah. learned so much about myself and others and I'm so much more of a better person I'm so healthier and I know now like how to take care of myself long term so that hopefully in the future I get to reduce or prevent more um, acute diseases and cancers and all sorts of things when maybe your friends look like they're having the best time now, drinking every weekend, partying, but maybe they develop a health issue when they're in their 40s, 50s, and it can be a lot harder then to get better because you've had another few decades of living on this toxic earth. So yeah, I'm, I'm glad that I went through it. Um, it wasn't It wasn't pleasant in the moment, but for us as well, it's put us on our path in life because I had really had no idea what I wanted to do. I knew that I wanted to help people, but I would never thought that this was a job that I would be able to do. So not that someone else has to get into the same field as us, but if you just trust it's going to be a period of your life and you're going to come out the other side so much stronger and healthier um, and just kind of trust the process. I think that's my add-on to your message, but I love that yeah yeah I know it's cheesy but it is like everything happens for a reason (laughs) exactly did you know that indoor air is typically more polluted and harmful than outdoor air I wasn't really aware of the harmful effects of poor air quality until I found out that I was unknowingly being exposed to toxic mold that was making me really sick now I really prioritize what I think are the foundations to health clean food clean water and clean air It's not just mold that we need to be mindful of in our homes, it's the flame retardants and VOCs off-gassing from furniture, airborne parasites, pollen, dust mites and bacteria. One of the best investments that you can make with your health is getting a high quality air filter that is strong enough to filter these things out and clean the air properly. Otherwise, it's gonna be our lungs filtering that stuff. Not all air filters are created equal though. So I wanted to share with you my favorite brand the Ur Doctor, or if you're in the UK, the Amazing Ur. I keep this powerful filter running 24-7 to give me peace of mind that the air that I'm breathing is safe and supportive to my health. Check the show notes for links to save £200 on the Amazing Ur 3000 and up to $300 off the different Ur Doctor models. I just know that you're going to love it as much as I do. Okay, let's get back into the show. And how long was it then? So from when you had the vaccine to when you started to feel a shift and started to feel better? When I was about 16-ish, I was able to start to like learn to walk and, um, you know, walk around a bit more um, in terms of like the paralysis and that kind of thing. Um, so I did get a little bit of independence back from when I was about 16 to about 18. Um, but then when I was about 18 was when I had um, really, really bad gut issues. Um, and it was a bit of a whack-a-mole situation with symptoms, like one symptom got better mm-hmm. and one symptom got worse. Um, so it was only really 
I want to say when I was about 22, 21, 22, that I really started to like feel a lot better um, to be able to sort of like travel a little bit, like go on some holidays, um, have independence um, and sort of go out and about on my own um, without having someone come with me or use like a mobility aid or something like that. So, yeah, it was it was a long, long time, like almost 10 years of my life was mm-hmm. um, put on hold, really. Yeah. And you talk about it a lot on your social media. So I know that you're going to be financing this, but I'm guessing you would have started your period and your menstrual cycle during that time um, when you really couldn't like care for yourself. Do you remember like what that experience was like? Yeah, so I actually got my first period about two weeks before my first yeah. vaccine. Okay. So um, it's interesting because I have mm. been to people who have maybe suggested that that is... Um, like a hormonal like fluctuation a hormonal. or something. Mm, yeah. Interesting. Um, so yeah, I definitely had a lot of shame around my periods um, and around my body in general um, and yeah it was a really really uncomfortable time a really really um, uncomfortable experience to um, you know be ill and not be able to care for myself and have to rely on other people to care for me mm-hmm. Um I feel like every teenage girl is embarrassed about her periods or most are and yeah it was not something that I was able to keep a secret or hide or um, you know really deal with in private because of how unwell I was Um, so yeah that was really really difficult and I think definitely impacted my relationship with my body and my relationship with being a woman and, and having periods as well. And what is some of this work? So when you said that you're doing work around um, your bullying and your confidence and your medical trauma, um, your relationship with your body, what type of therapy are you doing to help with that? Yeah, so at the moment, I'm doing a lot of energy healing on myself, um, a lot of EFT as well, which is definitely something that I wish I'd found earlier Mm -hmm. in my in my health journey and can you um, show what that is for those who maybe have no idea yeah sure um so EFT is the emotional freedom technique which is sometimes known as tapping so it's sort of a way of reprogramming your brain and um yeah helping like releasing, re- releasing the energy as well isn't it at the same time yeah absolutely um so yeah that's been really really helpful um and just understanding where the beliefs came from. Um, I've also been working a lot with the emotional development cycles as well. So that's been really, really helpful just to trace back to my childhood and trace back to where I might have um, formed these beliefs in the first seven years of my life as well. Mm, Really important. And you are an energy practitioner as well. So yeah. can you talk about what that looks like and um, yeah, if someone's brand new to this world? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so obviously everything is energy. So everything that we have in the world, all physical objects, all thoughts, all emotions, all beliefs, symptoms are energy. And yeah, for me, energy healing has been 
something that's been really really transformative for my life um particularly when it comes to releasing trauma like I've mentioned um and also protecting my own energy as well because I feel like when we're kind of like empaths and sensitive people and these are the kind of people that have chronic illnesses and get chronically ill right like we're the sort of extra sensitive people um it can be really really important to protect our own energy and to um you know look after ourselves on not only a physical level but an energetic level as well um so I always find it quite hard to actually explain what energy Mm -hmm. healing is because there's no real you know I can't show you something I can't um demonstrate something people so like an example with gravity like just because we can't see it doesn't mean like we all still believe in it we know that it's real so why can't we think the same about things like Reiki energy healing yeah absolutely yeah so most people probably have heard of of Reiki it's probably the most um common type of of energy healing um and had you tried things like talk therapy before what was your experience with that yeah um so I tried like CBT a few times um and talk therapy I definitely did not have a good experience with um CBT and I I feel like I may have been re-traumatized with a lot of um yeah like the counseling that I received on the NHS and that kind of thing um and for me I feel like trauma is held in the body it's held in our energy field um it's held in you know the muscles and the fascia and in our physical body it's not we can't release trauma just by talking that's how mm-hmm. I um I I believe um and yeah I just didn't find it helpful at all just to talk through my problems um it just did nothing for me at all that's a common complaint isn't it people yeah. just get stuck in like week after week go in for 10 years and maybe they understand what happened or why someone behaved like they did but if you're still triggered by seeing that person or thinking of that situation, then that's a sign that you've not healed the trauma if you're still yeah. triggered. So yeah, energy, somatic work, whatever you want to call it, is also my top recommendation. Um, and yeah, Chloe is someone who can help you with that if you're currently struggling. Um, so when you came to me, I obviously knew that you were doing the somatic work and I was like, great, amazing, because that's like often the most important step. Because if you were coming to me in a victim mentality, or you didn't think that you could get better, then I'd be like, no, go and work on that first thing, come back. So my job was to help you with your physical body um, and the symptoms that you're having with your gut and hormones and all of that stuff. So could you give um, an overview of your experience and kind of the things that we worked on and how you felt during and also after? Yeah, sure. Um, So I remember our first proper call and I remember sitting there and I was sucking on a piece of ginger because I felt so sick. (laughs) Um, Were you like, were you on holiday or something as well? I remember. Yeah, 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 I was in Greece um, and it was so stressful trying to get the Wi-Fi set up and everything. But (laughs) But we managed it. We We managed it. Um, but yeah, I was just feeling so, so nauseous. And I just remember sitting there through the whole call, just feeling so sick and um, 
you know feeling like I was going to be sick the whole time um and yeah my main my main symptoms were definitely gut symptoms when I I first came to you um so just nausea all day every day um which was worse when I was eating worse by certain foods and you know a lot of bloating and and that kind of thing and at the time I was on a very very restricted diet because um some foods would cause me to react a bit more than others so I cut them out and I was doing um I think a low FODMAP diet which I'd been doing for about five years which obviously is not an ideal thing to be doing you were still symptomatic so obviously it wasn't really working yeah no (laughs) um so yeah I I definitely like the gut symptoms were number one thing that I needed help with because I was just so sick of feeling like I had a stomach bug all day every day and that was really really impacting my life um and I think even after maybe a month of of working together I noticed a, a lot of um shift in my body I noticed I had more energy I noticed that I was not so constipated anymore um I was having regular bowel movements and that kind of thing um and yeah my health journey working with you was definitely up and down I definitely felt a big boost of energy at first and then um as we stepped into more like detoxing and um, parasite cleansing and that kind of thing I definitely had more of a dip in energy um, as my body was healing and releasing a lot and um, it was probably about three or four months into doing all the parasite cleansing and everything that I started to notice a big difference in my gut health and was just noticing oh I'm able to eat a meal and not feel sick afterwards um and that was when I really started to introduce a few foods like higher FODMAP foods things like apples and sweet potatoes that I hadn't really I remember you emailing me it was either was it garlic or onions yeah like I can't believe it I've not eaten these for years and I've just eaten a meal with both of them in and I was like yes (laughs) Yeah, I mean, how can you eat without garlic? And I know, like so that really nice. limits you when you eat out because they put that stuff in everything, don't they? Yeah, definitely. I was just steak and chips every time we went mm-hmm. out for it to eat because <laughs> it's just so plain. Yeah. Um, but now I have options, so so good. Yeah. So you would feel like the parasite cleanse and the work on your the gut infections made the biggest difference. Definitely. Yeah. yeah definitely. I mean, mm-hmm. I know that I released a lot of parasites um from what I saw and yeah that was just it made such a difference Mm -hmm. like such a huge huge difference and And the the reason that I that I would have put you on that anyway um is because there is a big link between um conditions like chronic fatigue um mast cell activation and histamine reactions and conditions like POTS um just just like a huge connection with those but the fact that you were symptomatic in your gut as well um that always indicates some sort of gut infection and even though we did a parasite cleanse a lot of the herbs in there have multiple benefits so they're also antiviral bacterial fungal um so yeah that's the reason that i put her on the parasite cleanse and it does take time i know that the first few months people either 
don't really feel any shift. Some people can feel worse, but I always say like, hold on for that three to four months. That's when I really started to notice a shift as well. Um, can you remember how long you did it in total? I, I personally did, I think like five to six months, not, not continuously. I had a little bit of a break um, for a month or so between, but do you remember how long you did? Um, I think it might have been about eight months. I know mm-hmm. I did have a bit of a break in between for at least like one or two months. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah. Um, Amazing. So good. And since we worked together as well, um, you kind of went off on your own, you were studying, working with working with clients as well, because you were feeling so much better. And then you got deeper into the work on lymphatics. And mm-hmm. I had a knowledge of lymphatics. I know that it's important for detox and all of that. Um, and I often just recommend like basic things like body brushing and rebounders, all of that. But you've really dove deep into the work on lymphatics, which I'm fascinated by. And I'm actually going to release um, an in-depth episode that I recorded with you. But I'm guessing like when you were bedbound for so long and not moving around, that's why your lymphatics were so clogged up and the basic recommendations just weren't cutting it. Yeah, definitely. Um, when I was bedbound, I definitely put on a lot of weight and um well I say weight but it's in it's inflammation mm-hmm. isn't it um and yeah my face became really puffy and and that kind of thing so yeah I wish I'd have known about lymphatics mm-hmm. a few a few years ago because I think it would have really really helped with my pain um because when I first became bedbound it was just because I was paralyzed I couldn't move my legs and I didn't really experience any pain and it was only after I was bed bound for a few months that I started to get pain, which I feel like was just a build up yeah, of stagnation. Yeah. And could you just give a, a brief overview? Like, what are the lymphatics and why is it that, that this stagnation um, caused an issue with you being in bed? Yeah, absolutely. So, our lymphatic system is a drainage system, it's a drainage pathway in the body. And it helps to remove toxins and bacteria and inflammation from the body. So it's literally how we remove our inflammation. And if we are not removing our inflammation from the body, then obviously there's going to be a buildup of of inflammation, which is going to cause um, pain and also other symptoms like gut symptoms and, and that kind of thing, headaches as well, which was definitely something that I suffered with when I was um, not able to be Mm -hmm. mobile and movement is like the number one way that we move the lymphatics but for some people they need extra tools and special massages and all of that which is going to be covered but um yeah I am fascinated by the lymphatic system now and really got into it more after learning from you and that took your health even to the next level after the work on the parasites um And are there any other tools or products and things that you've really noticed a huge difference with on your health journey that you want to share? Um, right now, I'm really um, working on my posture and like um, alignment and that kind of thing. So um, really working on realigning my uterus, which is something that um, I've been working on for quite a while now it's quite a slow process and I'm feeling like that is such a big part of my nervous system work and um, you know my mental health as well like my anxiety and all that kind of thing because 
you know, our uterus, our, our cervix is a big part of our nervous system. It's almost the bottom of our nervous system. Um, and when that's out of alignment, we can feel a little bit ungrounded and a little bit anxious and, um, you know, our bodies can feel a little bit off. So, yeah, that's something that I've been working with um, recently. Is that something that you're doing yourself or are you going to pelvic health physio or someone? So, yeah, that's something that I'm doing myself and I also work with clients to do mm-hmm. that as well. Nice. Amazing. And we were just talking before I hit record that I've just come back from the chiropractor. That's another way to support your nervous system and your structural imbalances. And I just shared with Chloe that I'm experienced a little bit of dizziness after today's session uh, where they adjusted my neck in particular. And since I last went last month, I've started a new um, protocol for Lyme and Borrelia. So it's just really fascinating to see like very quickly after finishing the adjustment, I started to get this like fuzziness in my head, headache, feeling tired. And it will shift over the day. I've just had a binder and stuff, but it's my brain is like detoxing better after today, which is fascinating. Um, and I know another thing that you've loved are things like coffee enemas, castor oil packs. Um, do you do any other things like sauna or rebounding? So I do do uh, rebounding. I've never tried a sauna, actually. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely on the list as yep. well as going to the chiropractor. Um, but yeah, <laughs> well, this is never ending, is it? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Um, coffee enemas have been really really huge and um, it's only really been in the last few months that my body's stopped craving coffee enemas so to me that's like a really huge sign to show that my liver is doing a lot better than it was and I went through that as well because I was doing at least one a week for years and years especially when I found out that I was living in mold and couldn't move just to get things out and clearing from my body I did a coffee enema and then I had a period of time for maybe a year where I didn't do any at all. And then I started up again recently, a lot less frequently, but it just shows like your body will tell you when you need certain things. Um, I was talking to a client yesterday about liver, eating liver, and how early on in my health journey when I was severely deficient and had really bad gut health, I would crave liver. I could literally eat it every single day, chicken livers, pate, anything like that. And then I kind of went off it. And then again, like I, I now have it a little bit more frequently in my diet. So definitely listen to your intuition. I feel like that has made a big difference in my healing journey, not just getting advice from every everyone else like I used to. And again, before we started recording today, we were talking about just intuition in general and how as you get healthier, your intuition actually strengthens more. Can you talk for yourself? Like, have you got any experiences or anything you want to share about intuition and just your again advice for people who might be fearful to do that yeah I think that with intuition it is just practice it's not something that is gonna just be switched on and you're um you know feeling really confident with it straight away it really is like building up a relationship with yourself and like slowly slowly sort of like building up that trust with your Mm. Your body and your intuition so yeah I definitely found that um probably about six months into my parasite cleansing journey as well my intuition just sort of switched on um particularly it can be a little bit I, scary can't it yeah 
<laughs> it can it can um and I actually think I said to one of my coaches at the time um that I was a bit scared of my own power mm. because that's genuinely how it how it felt like I had almost like some sixth sense that had yeah. just come, like, come really witchy vibes don't you you're like yeah. I would have been killed like hundreds yeah. of years ago I would have been one of those women yeah definitely <laughs> so true <laughs> And throughout your health journey as well, I'm sure that there's been things that you wish you would have done differently, not regret, but um, is there anything that you look back on and you're like, mm, maybe shouldn't have done this with my diet or um, looked into this area of health? Yeah, I think um, trying to eat too clean, cleanly and like perfectly was... Um, a bit of a mistake really I mean we all learn from our mistakes like you say but um I think there was one time where I was almost a bit fearful of of certain foods and I was quite um you know restrictive and um just like didn't eat the most nourishing foods for my body I was eating a lot of salads and that kind of thing and I don't think that's what my body needed um you know I was fearful of eating things like steaks because I thought they were um you know really high in fat and um I suppose being scared of fat as well Mm. is, is a big a big one um because I was trying to eat quite low fat for quite a few years and scared of things like butter as well and now I eat so much butter every day <laughs> it's probably like the opposite of all of that yeah definitely <laughs> no or cold raw foods especially yeah. not on your period <laughs> yeah I was definitely like green smoothies and salads mm. and all that kind of stuff um that's probably um, like worse for your gut like harder to digest um yeah. it takes more effort for your gut to break down um, but yeah, I was totally there as well, because that's what we're believed to think is a healthy diet. Or if our parents grew up in like the 70s, 80s with low fat, everything that gets like ingrained in our belief as well. But they're often like worse for your health because they're filled with all sorts of additives and stuff to make them taste good because they've stripped out the good, the good healthy fats. Yeah. Um, what's your diet like now then? And what's like a day in your life? Like, so let's do a whole day in the life. So like typical breakfast. What time do you wake up? I, I'm just being nosy. I want to know what, what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, sure. So I wake up probably between like seven, half seven in the morning, um, drink a glass of water mm-hmm. because it's important to rehydrate in the morning. Um, I am eggs for breakfast mm-hmm. every morning. So I usually have like an omelette. Um, sometimes I'll do like mushrooms or something like that. Um, and a piece of fruit with that so I have like omelette with eggs and butter um so you've got like the protein and the fats and then a piece of fruit which is like the carbs Mm -hmm. usually an apple sugar balance in breakfast yeah you like to um, see it (laughs) yeah Yeah, um take my supplements take my beef liver after breakfast Mm -hmm. um then do my lymphatics do my eft um do my energy healing i realize that this sounds like quite an elaborate morning routine <laughs> people are like right we don't have six hours to do this <laughs> yeah. i know that they have to do the exact same as you like you're doing it for specific symptoms and goals um so maybe someone could just take one of those things and do some journaling in the morning about limiting beliefs or whatever but i think it's yeah. really important to have some sort of morning routine but everyone's different and even throughout your cycle what you need might switch up a little bit too yeah absolutely 
Yeah, I do try and go for a walk in the morning, but I must admit I'm a bit of a fair weather walker. Mm. If it's raining, if it's pouring hard with rain, I don't um I don't enjoy going for a walk <laughs> in the rain. Um so yeah, then usually have clients um sort of mid-morning and for lunch I'm kind of very much into like stir fries just put it in one pan we don't want to be washing up 100 million different pans yeah um just like chicken and broccoli veg you know that kind of thing um I try to have some Greek yogurt as like a dessert Mm -hmm. after lunch because I'm just still over the moon that I can eat yogurt <laughs> and dairy again. So good. Um, that's, that's like makes me the happiest. Like I love it when people get clear skin and stuff. But when they say like I feel relaxed around food, like I'm enjoying these healthy foods again. Because it's not like you want to eat burgers and pizza and all stuff. You you just want to eat like real whole foods, and that's the sad yeah. thing when you're when you are fearful or actually sensitive to everything um so yeah it makes me so happy when people are like I can eat dairy again or I'm eating onions and even for me I at one point couldn't use black pepper so I couldn't season anything like I would just have salt and sometimes some olive oil so now I'm like spicing up my foods I'm like whoa I can actually make stuff taste amazing whereas before I got used to for so long just plain boring meals I was just eating to fuel my body and I'm such I was such a foodie always have been and I really lost like the passion for it for so long, but now it's back, and I have to like yeah. rein myself in a little bit. Otherwise, I'd be very much overweight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the the food in appetite is back, which is a really good sign of healing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And that was one of the first things that I noticed um, in my body when I was healing as well. I was like, oh, I'm waking up in the morning and I'm actually hungry because so often I would eat my dinner at you know six o'clock at night and I'd still feel like I was digesting my dinner and my food at seven o'clock in the morning when I woke up um really really slow 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 digestion so yeah um, so after lunch what are you up to then so more more work more more clients usually um I'm really into my acupressure mat actually Mm -hmm. at the moment I just got one is it the prana mat no no it's like not a fancy okay. not a fancy one <laughs> I, they're pretty much all the same anyway I'm guessing um yeah. there's another brand that I know I think it's a Shakti mat um and then the one that I have yeah. is Prana mat but yeah they're all kind of they've got these little spikes or whatever on there and I've been I've only had it for a few days but I'm definitely like keen to see how I feel yeah I love it I I love mine so much so that's kind of like the end of my work day I go and lay on my mat and it just really releases like all the tension in your neck and your shoulders I have one with a little pillow Mm -hmm. as well that you can put under your head um because sometimes as much as I try to sit in a really good posture all Mm -hmm. day sometimes when you're typing at your computer you can I have to like force myself I'm like sitting back now because otherwise yeah trying to talk to clients and I get really passionate and then I'm like inches away from the screen and it's not good yeah Yeah, absolutely um so yeah I have to be honest my mum usually makes my dinner for me lovely I'm I'm very jealous um, living at home so in terms of dinners I'm not like a big recipe person I feel like I just make food like individual Mm -hmm. pieces of food so I just have something like a steak or um some salmon like 
really simple usually mm-hmm. because I'm not the kind of person that likes to spend hours in the kitchen um so I'll just do like some potato wedges or some you know sweet potato wedges um try and have some sort of like starchy carb because I find that that really helps me to sleep and just sort of like calms mm-hmm. down my my nervous system and really grounds me um at the end of the day so yeah I usually just try and have like a protein a, a starchy carb and then some like green vegetables so you know broccoli or um you know cauliflower or something that's like a bit crucifix so yeah. that helps with estrogen detox it does all that kind of thing so yeah I definitely always have something sweet after dinner as well um like dark chocolate I love like green and black dark chocolate or um I have like the Yeo Valley ice cream mm-hmm. um and sometimes put dark chocolate on the ice cream <laughs> just like two favorite things why not put them together <laughs> yeah um so yeah um and I also have an Epsom salt bath mm-hmm. every every night after after dinner as well um and always take my supplements in the evening so like magnesium and um yeah, mostly just magnesium at the moment, actually, mm-hmm. just like really basic. Yeah, because um... yeah, a lot of your lifestyle is like aiming to manage stress. So yes, magnesium good for stress relief, but why not work on the actual like foundational things first? Like, are you nourishing yeah. your body on a regular basis throughout the day? Are you do having these little mini breaks where you go on the acupressure mat and do some breath work, journal? I'd rather someone yeah. do that, to be honest, than like do nothing all day, but take that magnesium or stress support supplement in the evening yeah yeah definitely I do try to do a lot of grounding in the summer but it's just muddy and damp oh no 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 (laughs) we'll stay nice and warm wrapped inside yeah (laughs) this winter that's so cool I love hearing that I'm I'm someone who like loves watching like vlogs and behind the scenes videos on YouTube so I just had wanted to have a little sneaky insight into your life so thank you for sharing that And I want to finish up with a few more questions for you before we end the episode. So the first one is, um, do you have a book recommendation on any of the subjects that you've covered today, like a a must read for the listeners? Yeah, I think so. For me, I really love um, the Women's Bodies, Women's Wisdom by Dr. Christiane Northrup. I've got Um, that one on my shelf somewhere. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah, that was one I just feel like has everything in it so um I think I mentioned that I had like recurring UTIs and um it's got some great stuff in there around like UTIs and the physical side of it but also like the emotional Mm -hmm. metaphysical side um and yeah there's just some really really great um information about like a a really like big book as well isn't it it's massive (laughs) yeah it's a doorstop but it's a good like resource just to flip to your symptom or area that you want to dive into deep but it covers like you said holistic um, but also like the the medical stuff to rule in or rule out yeah I love the stories in there like the case studies as well yeah same here um, is there a piece of takeaway advice just to sum everything up that you want to finish the episode on? I think what I would say is just to trust the process and like take your time because maybe one of the mistakes that I made as well was like wanting to get to the finish line and wanting to get to the end result so quickly and 
of course I got there in the end um but I was so in such a rush so I think yeah take your time Mm -hmm. like healing takes time and also the thing that healing healing is not linear like it's it's not I know everyone says that and it can be a bit annoying to hear that over Mm -hmm. and over again but it's so it's so true um so yeah and it it, there's there is no end point yeah there is no end it's like you're you're gonna keep going maybe you don't have to do as much stuff as you are doing now or be as strict with your diet and take as many supplements but um it's it's a long-term thing staying healthy it's it's, we're bombarded by so many chemicals and things these days and stress is inevitable but sometimes we have to like give our body a bit of an extra boost at first and then it's a lot easier to stay healthy when you've already put in the work um and then final question is where can people find you online and how are you working with clients at the moment and what are your plans for 2023? Yeah, so um, I'm pretty much just my name, Chloe Stickings, online everywhere. So my website is just www.chloestickings.com and I'm Chloe Stickings on Instagram as well. Um, so 2023, I've got some really exciting things coming up. I'm relaunching my lymphatic program to include some energy healing in there as well um so that is the number one thing that I'm most excited about right now because I feel like it's such a unique combination Mm -hmm. of things that nobody else as far as I know is is doing um so yeah um that is something that's coming up and yeah I'm just really into like the more alignment and that kind of thing um posture at the moment so definitely going to be bringing a program or a master class or something around that in um 2023 and is there a link um again just for my little sciencey brain um between specifically like a specific emotion and lymphatics you know like with some things the thyroid issues can be linked to not speaking your truth is there anything with like sluggish lymph or detox stuff yeah it can be like um boundaries it can be kind of um obviously your lymphatic system is like letting go of the things that you don't need anymore it's um you know letting go of things that are not serving you anymore so there is that same thing Mm. with the emotional side um like hanging on to toxic relationships um and not yeah not setting boundaries Mm. and things like that but yeah it's really really interesting very interesting yeah I can't wait to learn more from you on your Instagram um, and like I said release that episode a real deep dive into lymphatic health on the podcast soon and so stay tuned for that one but thank you so much Chloe for joining me again it's always good to chat with you and see that you're doing really well Um, you're thriving you're helping other people now which is amazing and so yeah thank you for joining us on the podcast thank you so much it's been so fun I really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, I would love for you to leave me a rating and review on your podcast app, as this helps to support the show and it allows it to reach more people with this valuable information. Come and say hi over on Instagram. I'm at Viva Natural Health. And if you haven't already, check out my website, vivanaturalhealth.co.uk for tons more free resources and to discover how I could support you further. I currently offer one-on-one consultation packages if you want my top level support. 
then more affordable group programs and self-paced online courses. So there really is something for everyone. If you're ready to change and get some answers but aren't sure which option would be best, take that first step today and apply for a free enrollment call on my website and we'll discuss the best steps for you to take in order to achieve hormonal harmony. Enjoy the rest of your day and I'll see you back here next week for another episode.